0: Hello. This is Bob.
1: Abigail.
0: And Chad. We are coming to you from Central Florida, as we said the other day when Abigail and I were recording at the, the DeCab.
1: DeSoto
0: State Park. DeCo—that's what it was. DeSoto State Park. Sorry about that. And we were talking about um, and praying about the opportunity to come to Florida. Well, we made it.
2: We're here. Welcome, welcome. Thank you. <laughs> Glad to have you appreciate it
0: it's funny i've spent the vast majority of my life in florida and just being gone a couple years i feel like a stranger mm-hmm. uh, come yeah. back and everything has changed yeah it's like people welcoming you into your own living room if, if you've ever been in a house you grew up in a home you okay. sell it then you go back and people are like oh welcome come in it just feels odd yep. uh,
1: you're living in my house right.
0: yeah but you know it's not your house anymore well florida's not my house anymore right right and i appreciate you allowing us back <laughs>
2: <laughs> well it was questionable there for a little bit whether you were going to be allowed back in but we're glad that you to have you
0: well uh, and uh, Chad is uh, a friend in faith, so that means he's family. Mm-hmm. And when we have these, uh, Abigail and I had a conversation earlier with another friend, but we were talking <clears throat> about how through faith, when you know someone, that's an everlasting, that's an eternal bond. Yep. And we know that these relationships, good or bad. <laughs> <laughs> you're stuck with them. Yeah. But, but whether the, you like them or not. Whether you <laughs> like them or not. If you both love Jesus, you're going to be around yep. forever uh, yeah. and ever. Good news <laughs> is, I, I'm pretty sure heaven's a big place. Yes. So yes. we yeah. can we, get a breather. We can avoid each other. We can, you can, can abort, you know, Yeah. A couple thousand years, connect again. Hey, where are you at? I was hanging out on Jupiter, blah, blah, blah. Uh, boy, anyway, uh, don't know for sure what heaven's going to look like. I just know it's going to be good. Yeah. It's
2: going to be gonna real be awesome. good.
0: We get little glimpses here and there. Yeah, from I've been the having
2: that conversation a lot lately.
0: Yeah. 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 You know, when you get old, you're not there yet. you <laughs> just A little bit behind me, but when you get old, uh, you start looking more or talking more and more about heaven, right? That just kind of happens, getting closer and closer, yeah, it's getting, yep. yeah, yeah. Uh, but Abigail and I, since we've been here in Florida, we've been able to connect with uh, some family members and friends, and it has just been so encouraging. And we had a couple of opportunities, one in particular today at a Dunkin' Donuts, mm-hmm. uh, where there was a lady who was, um Obviously struggling with some things, she had her head down on the table, um, but we graciously approached her and was able to talk with her for a little bit and um, get her a bite to eat and just just have a conversation about Jesus. And it's those types of precious opportunities that we're grateful for that, um, you know, even in the midst of a chaotic world, something is as simple as uh, getting somebody a sandwich and a cup of coffee. Uh, can open up some important conversations. Yeah,
2: definitely.
0: And, uh, and this was, it was really cool. Um, we, Abigail and I started, started the conversation. Some things came out, got our bite to eat, was talking to her a little bit. But as we were up buying the food, as we were up buying the food, another lady who had overheard the conversation, an older lady, moved over a couple seats and began interacting with her. Mm. And you could hear things, well, dear, what's going on? How can we, what can we talk about? And so then, by the time we came back with the food, uh, talked a little bit about the Lord and prayer and some things, and uh, promised lady would be praying for her and, and got some of the circumstances. The uh, older woman who was sitting there thanked us for opening the door mm-hmm. and said that she would pick up the conversation from there. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it was amazing how the Lord had strategically planted people. Right. So that, you know, being a guy, sometimes conversations can get a little awkward and you Mm -hmm. don't, and thank God Abigail was there. Right. You know, Uh, it was obvious. I wasn't about anything other than saying, hey, are you in need? Can we get you a sandwich? Yeah. Uh, but then, to have a woman who just seemed so sweet and gracious and ready uh, you know from from her tone and some of the things she said seemed like she was ready to continue a spiritual conversation about Jesus mm-hmm. for with a with someone who was obviously hurting okay. and um, so anyway <clears throat> i want to be faithful later on abigail to remember to pray for that lady uh what was her first name julie julie that's what i thought so we want to be faithful to pray for julie when we go into our prayer time and the unknown lady that precious woman who continued that conversation yes. and uh lord i just Right now say thank you so much for her obedience, mm-hmm. thank you for encouraging her and to uh, bring her into that conversation it's a
2: neat reminder too that a lot of times people just need a little bit of help getting something started yeah They're not always comfortable starting something, but if they can get some you know get a little foot in the door then they'll you know be able to pick it up from there mm-hmm. so uh, some of us are just uh, gifted in different areas and so well
0: that's kind of the thing I'm an instigator mm-hmm. I'm an are. initiator an icebreaker yep. yeah I have no problem talking to anybody for. 10 15 seconds right. after that, I don't know what to do.
2: <laughs> Substance starts getting yeah, old, I mean, if it gets then, real, right? <laughs> if, if it, you know,
0: hey, listen, let's just, you know, I don't know. No, I'm kidding, I'm being silly, but uh, but no, you're right. I mean, uh, there are times, um, that you know, God uses us in unique ways, mm-hmm. and to see a situation that's orchestrated, and we're going to get into a passage of scripture here in a minute that, Chad was just sharing with us, and it was interesting. Chad was sharing, I'm like, oh, I wish I'd hit record, <laughs> this is good stuff, um, but. When we are in a situation that's obviously orchestrated by the Holy Spirit, mm-hmm. and all you're, all we were doing, all when we are just obedient, yeah. and allow the Holy Spirit to continue to move through the situation, just being okay, Lord, help me put the flesh aside, let me stay focused on you, Jesus. Mm-hmm. Not to say too much. But yet, I still want to be bold in my faith. I right. want to say enough. I don't want to deny why I'm right. helping this person. I want the person to know, you know, Jesus deserves the glory. It's nothing to do with me. But in the process, to have the words that are also healing, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, a lot of times people who are, you know, kind of like me, who have the ability to initiate uh, a conversation tend to be a little bit brusque and abusive sometimes and can be a little heavy handed. <laughs> you know, hey, let me beat you with my Bible. You need Jesus. And it right. was obvious that woman was in a situation where, you know, she needed the healing balm of the Lord. Mm-hmm. She needed someone to apply scripture to her wounds. Right. She didn't need anybody to beat her up. Right. That was,
2: the, yeah. you know, so it was. She was already wounded enough. Yes, so she did you wounded her more. There you go. Mm-hmm. Yep. You know,
0: and sometimes we can, you know, well-intentioned Christians can take a conversation in a direction where it's, you know, the person doesn't feel like they're receiving the healing balm of Jesus. Mm-hmm. They're being beat up with a religious stick.
2: Yeah, so some of that, you know, the scripture we were talking about earlier comes to mind, right? We have to be in lockstep with the Holy Spirit in each of those different scenarios because they're never the same. Mm -hmm. And so if we're not listening to the Holy Spirit and and praying and having a conversation with Him uh, on behalf of this person that's in front of me, like, what does that person need? Mm -hmm. Not what is my agenda that I need to bring to this, but what is it that that person needs?
0: There you go. I love it. It's not my agenda. Right. You know, and that's that's the hard thing for me is, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, many times... I I, go into conversations, and you uh, a lot of times you have an agenda. I want there's a goal, you know. I want to
1: make sure I get these key words in, yeah. Right? Right. I'm guilty of that, just thinking. I've got to tell them the gospel. I've got to tell them the gospel. Right,
2: yeah. I've, got, I've got the plan. I've either got you know, the Romans Road or whatever yeah. it is that I'm using. Uh-huh. I need to get through all that you to know. actually effectively communicate the gospel message. And most of the time, that's not the route that the Spirit wants us to take. That's, no. the, that's our agenda-based approach. Yes, so,
0: agenda-based approach. Mm-hmm. Well, you were talking. Let's go ahead and bring everybody into the scriptural conversation. Yeah. And we'll, we'll go back into that. Uh, we've been looking at Titus chapter three, focusing on verses four through eight but uh but, but let 's go ahead and look at verse three as well it kind of fits together there as a paragraph, mm-hmm. yep. but in titus three uh beginning with verse three, at one time we two were foolish amen I'm yeah, to, uh, yeah, yeah. by the way that's not scripture it's just me <laughs> amening <laughs> at one time we two were foolish, disobedient, deceived, and enslaved by all kinds of passions mm-hmm. and pleasures. We lived in malice and envy, being hated and hating one another. But when, you know, that Big word "but" is huge. Big
2: but, yeah,
0: <laughs> that's kind of fun. All right, <laughs> we'll let that one go. Okay, thanks. Let's let that one go. But when the kindness and love of God, our Savior, appeared, mm. He saved us. Amen. I mean, we could stop right there, right? Right. You know, hey, we were all hatred, evil, no, nothing, no good. But yeah. He saved us, yes, yeah, and not because of uh, he saved us not because of righteous things we had done, but because of his mercy. You know a lot of times you hear people try to define or explain grace, mm-hmm. and i'll hear them come up with some pretty you know good definitions and whatever, but I think here this is the most beautiful description of grace. He saved us not because of righteous things we'd done, but because of his mercy yeah I mean that, that to me is the perfect explanation of grace, mm-hmm. uh so there it is. He saved us through the washing of rebirth, renewal by the Holy Spirit, whom he poured out on us generously through Jesus Christ our Savior, so that having been justified by his grace, so Paul describes it, now he uses that word, we might become heirs, having the hope of eternal life This is a trustworthy saying. I'm going to stop right there. So, Chad, if you can remember back a little bit. I know the conversation was 10 minutes ago Mm when you're old. You got a little gray in your beard. Yep, it's uh, Uh,
2: happening quicker. Yeah,
0: but if you can remember back a little bit what you were sharing with Abigail and I. uh, What are a couple of the things that the Lord has really spoken to you about, about this passage this week as you were reading it? And then also you relating it back, how it's directly impacted your prayer life.
2: Yeah. So uh, for me, this one has kind of come home in a number of ways. But uh, lately, I've been sharing uh, sharing the gospel primarily through actions of love, mm-hmm. and um, and as uh, one of the convictions for me is that we are saved by a God of love, and His kindness. While I was an enemy, right? Right? While, while I was all these other things, this would be deceived enslaved by all kinds of passions. Um, he came and loved on me, mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: and He He did that by his son and he poured out his son in such a amazing way uh, in with such grace and mercy that I've just struggled to, to sometimes get the words out to people
0: mm.
2: and I think that's because uh, I don't need to have the right words I first and foremost need to have the right actions um, so funny story right we talk a little bit about agenda based um, I went on a trip uh, a couple oh, about a month ago now. Uh, we spent six days on a boat with uh, my sister and I. We were the only two believers on a boat with 12 other heathens. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And my agenda was simply to, uh, to go and relax some, uh, it was a last minute trip that was offered to me. It really had no business being there. It just came up kind of last minute. And, but I knew that God was going to do something with it. And most importantly, I knew that God wanted me to love on those people. Mm-hmm. And so my sister and I went and we just had a, a blast enjoying ourselves. We had a great time, a lot of relaxation, but just representing Christ through actions and service and attitudes and, you know, six days of living with people in a very close quarters can really have some things flare up. And they didn't know me from Adam, but they kind of had social media stalked me a little bit. So they knew I was a little of a, this religious guy. They didn't know what they were in for. And coming away from that trip, all of them said, man, you're one of the – we're so glad you were here. You were one of our favorite guys on this trip. Mm and and i was able then to point back and say yeah that's not me that's jesus you know that's that's the lord at work in me because i'm a bit of a jerk you know and i can be an arrogant pompous you know moron at times and well, you're
0: American. Um, it kind of uh, happens
2: you know, when you're American <laughs> in another country. You're almost automatically perceived that. So way. I was with other Americans too. So you know, I, I had a, uh, you know they could have run for my money, but um, it was just a really great. And so now I've got twelve new friends that I'm staying in touch with. Awesome. And I'm sharing Jesus with. And one has even made a declaration of faith for Christ. Oh, that and is fantastic. So, you know, just super excited to be able to just live out the love of God in front of people. And that has been, I think, why why God's been bringing me to scriptures like this as of late. Mm. And um, so, for me, the just the kindness and love of God our Savior uh, appearing through Christ uh, and pours out His righteousness, not because of me, but because of His righteousness and His mercy. Just overwhelming stuff there.
0: Mm. Amen. And then uh, directly relating to your prayer life.
2: Mm. Yeah, so I kind of alluded to it when we when I talked about you know the agenda based um, presentation of the gospel. Uh, I, too often, um, my prayer life doesn't get involved when I start getting involved with people, and I am more and more convicted that um, for me to properly love people, if that's my agenda, is just to love the way God loves. Then I need to be. Uh, listening, talking, and listening in conversation with God about what is the need for this person. Mm-hmm. Do I open my mouth yet, or no? Do I keep it closed? Do I just simply pour out actions of love on them, or do I speak? Um, every situation is different, but I don't need to talk to God in an agenda-based approach of the gospel, right? I've got my plan, I've got my structure, I'm going to tackle it this way, right? That's that's how we've been taught, that's how we've been trained, but I so need the Holy Spirit, I so need the the admonition of the Lord as to mm-hmm. each and every situation, because none of them are the same and no two people need the same thing. Mm-hmm. And so for me in relationship with the Holy spirit, uh, that's what I get in prayer. You know, I just get simply conversation. That's it. i get instruction. I get the opportunity to go to my Lord and say, you know, what do I need? First and foremost, check me. Uh, what is my spirit doing? Uh, is this about me or is this about the other person? Is this about representing you? Well, um, or, or, and then also, um, what is it that I can give to this person that will, will glorify you the most? Mm-hmm. And, um, when I do that, I've found, uh, just doors fling wide open rather than getting slammed on my face. Yes. Um, and so man, what that's, and so that's just been, you know, super apparent to me as of late and it just makes me want to do it more and more yeah. you know? Amen. and lean into life with people Um, With no agenda, knowing that God will bring about the conversations.
0: You know, it's so awesome to hear you talk about these things. You know, God is so faithful to us, you know, and I can be a blithering idiot easily. Mm -hmm. You know, just I I get my own way. I step over myself. And in the even in the midst of that, Jesus is so gracious and so loving, and He provides so many things. And then lately, these same exact things we've been talking about, and and Abby and I have been, as we've been driving, you know, ten hour drive the other day, and getting ready to have another ten hour drive. Poor Abigail, she gets to hear my stories about Mm -hmm. history. No,
1: I don't listen to half of them. I know.
0: (laughs) She's honest. Oh yeah. Well, that's great though. She just she, but it gives me a chance to talk through the last documentary I watched. Right. But the exact words you've been using, mm-hmm. no agenda, mm-hmm. open, uh, you know, those those components of surrender,
2: right.
0: of saying, Jesus, it's all you, and Holy Spirit, you're the one who connects me to Jesus, right. so... What you say goes, I'm out of the way. Uh, and another podcast we do, Born Again with Michael Evitt, uh, you know, we talked a lot about John the Baptizer mm-hmm. and when he said, I must decrease right. so that he can increase. And, you know, how do we decrease and get ourselves out of the way? Well, by not having an agenda, mm-hmm. just by being an obedient servant. And then the other word you used that just thrilled me is when you said conversation. Mm-hmm. You know, that's one of the things that we we talk about a lot and we point out on this podcast um, prayer has become highly ritualized, mm-hmm. and people too often, people who genuinely have a relationship with Jesus, don't feel the fulfillment of their walk with him because they don't carry on a conversation. Right. They are taught or 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 perceive that prayer is only allowed at certain places at certain times, and you've got to use certain words. And they miss the whole conversational component Mm -hmm. of being a friend. How do you pray without ceasing? Well, if you fold your hands and bow your head and you're driving on US 19 in Florida, you're dead. (laughs) You know, but believe me, I pray all the time driving on on US 19 19 (laughs) or a malfunction junction at I 75 and I 4. Those of you who've ever driven in Florida, you know what I'm talking about. you're praying the whole time, Jesus, save me, Jesus, save me, Jesus, mm-hmm. save me, because they're coming at you from every direction. Right. Last thing you're going to do is fold your hands and close your eyes. Right. You But prayer becomes an immediate concern. Mm-hmm. But unfortunately, rather in times of peace and quiet, having that healthy conversation with Jesus where you just feel nurtured, we're like, okay, everything's good right now. I'm going to leave Jesus out of that. Mm-hmm. And what kind of an unfaithful friend are we? When the only time we come to Jesus is when we're in those, oh, my God, Jesus, save me, Jesus, save me Mm -hmm. moments.
2: Right. We're missing the intimacy and the reality of friendship. The abundant life that we're promised. Yeah. Yeah. And that was uh, kind of the primary conversation I've been having with this new believer is, one, you're saved by grace. Yep. You know, it's a grace conversation. That's what we see here. And two, you're, you're now saved with the promise of the Holy Spirit. This is just simply a conversation. And they had never heard it described like that before. And so now the premise of the relationship for them is, let me have a conversation with my friend and savior. And so that has been the motivating factor in them. And in that, now I'm seeing just the light bulbs turning on all over the place. Like um, like I think I was telling you earlier, uh, they had read in scripture and they saw that I need to pray for my enemies and those that persecute me. And they, they, they've they got some challenges some in some relationships. And they said, I think I need to pray for those people. Oh, and wow. I was like – Amen. Yes. Do it. Let do it now. You know, like and so there was just an immediate sensitivity to the spirit in them when they saw the scripture and they responded to the scripture. And I wish we saw that so much more, but that was evidence of a transformed life yeah. rather than um than I think we talked about behavior modification. A lot of times at churches we go after behavior modification rather than transformation. Mm-hmm. And um that's because behavior modification we can um, we can quantify. That's it. And be, yeah, trans, life transformation sometimes looks pretty messy, but man, I'll take life transformation any day over yeah. beha- behavior modification. Cause when the, when it gets thick that stuff sticks mm. behavior modifi- modification goes out the window, but life transformation sticks. And That's, if nothing else, it just gets deeper.
0: Well, I mean, yes. the, the whole thing that we are a new creature in Christ metamorpho, the metamorphosis, mm-hmm. we are literally transformed right. through the, the power of the Holy Spirit. Yeah.
2: Here he talks about rebirth and renewal by the Holy Spirit. Yep. And then I love verse six where he says, whom he poured out on us generously through Jesus Christ, our savior. So that having been justified by grace, we might become heirs having hope of eternal life. Yeah. Uh, Um, the other thing for me is a reminder that for me as a believer, this is the closest thing I'll ever be to hell. Mm. And so, um, so in the process, I also have to remember that for unbelievers, this is the closest thing they'll ever be to heaven. I may be the only representation of Jesus to them that they ever have. And I, I need to demonstrate that well. And so that takes me living a life of prayer and conversation with my spirit, you know, with the spirit of God living inside of me or else I'm just going to butcher that and screw it up and be a poor representation in the process. Another beautiful thing about this passage, too, is that we see, uh, like in verse 4, the kindness
0: and love of God. Mm. but. It, uh, through our sa- But it's through our Savior it appeared. So it talks about God, more or less reference to God the Father. Right. But through God the Father pouring out of love, we experience Jesus the Savior. savior. Mm-hmm. But uh, through Jesus the Savior, we have rebirth and renewal by the Holy Spirit. Spirit. Yep. So we see the perfect unity yeah. of God in his relationship with us and that he, God, singular, but manifesting himself Mm -hmm. in such a beautiful, unique way so that we can know him. Right. And the end result is what? That since we are justified by his grace, Mm -hmm. we've become heirs with the hope of eternal life. Right. And that whole idea of conversation, I know there's still people there who say, well, isn't it presumptuous? Aren't you arrogant? Aren't you, you know, are you demeaning God by saying you can approach him, Mm -hmm. you know? Scripture says in Hebrews to boldly Boldly approach approach the throne of grace in our time of need through Jesus, what he accomplished, my rightful place where I belong in front of the throne of the creator God. Mm -hmm. Why can I say that? How can I say that without being arrogant and giving all praise and glory to Jesus? Because I am a co-heir.
2: Right. With Christ. Yeah, we've been talking a lot lately around here about, um, you know, we are justified through Christ, which means we are now just as if I never sinned. Mm. And I am as I am now putting on the righteousness of, of Jesus. Yeah. And so when I put on the righteousness of Jesus, what do I have to fear? Like my father sees me through the blood of Jesus, not at, through through my sin. So shame doesn't exist here. Right? Um We don't do that. We don't ha- hold hang our heads in shame. We understand our place in Jesus, and because of that, when when I understand that God sees me through the righteousness of Jesus and I'm sealed with the Holy Spirit, I, I can approach boldly without shame, even in my sin. And that's what I think keeps a lot of people from coming to G, to God in in conversation, uh, in prayer, because they're they're still owning their sin and as though it's to their shame. Um, no, your sin is is your brokenness, but it's no longer seen that way anymore. Mm-hmm. Jesus has covered that. And so uh, just what a what a beautiful picture of, of co-heirs that we have in Jesus. Um,
0: well, I mean, our righteousness means that we are upright right. in the sight of God. You know, yes, we approach him in all humility. and But after that point of repentance, when we turn towards God, it's a visual picture. Scripture paints this beautiful picture when you put these words together, like righteousness and all these things of God picking us up and placing us alongside I mean that is just
1: wow
2: yeah one of my brothers said this past weekend um, he was talking about grace and justification and justification is an end result right it is a a judicial term that Mm -hmm. uh, you are no longer found guilty so it's talking about our future judgment but it's our future judgment brought to our current present yes And so it is not that we will be justified, it is that we are justified. And so this end result is already accomplished. And it's accomplished at the time when Jesus covers me.
0: There is therefore now no no condemnation condemnation Mm -hmm. to those who are in Christ Jesus. So uh, folks, those of you who may at some point or may continue to struggle or come across people who are struggling with past sin, not that they are living habitually in it, but uh, I have known people and have struggled personally with things from the past mm. that I kept carrying into the present. Folks, uh, forgiveness is real. Yeah. And in Christ, we are righteous. And when we walk in our rightful place, not out of arrogance, please hear me, it has nothing to do with us, it has everything to do with Jesus. But we cannot belittle grace. Amen. We must allow grace. To blossom, and when we allow His grace to, to blossom in our lives, then we begin to experience who we really are.
2: Yeah, we start to live in the confidence of Jesus, not in our own. That's it. You know, too often we live in our own confidence, and man, that just makes me fall flat on my face all the time. Yep. Same when, here. Yeah, but when we live in the confidence of Christ, and uh, that's just that changes everything, mm. particularly my perspective. Yeah. So.
0: Well, uh, we're going to get into prayer time in a little bit, and I'm going to have Abigail start us off. But before we pray, uh, Chad, you were sharing with us earlier about um, some upcoming missional endeavors. Mm-hmm. I know nothing may be 100% in stone yet, uh, but if you don't mind, allow us to pray along with you yeah, as you're definitely. going through this process, and we will uh, continue to touch base, get updates once we know specific dates, specific things. Sure. We want to be sure to share them on the podcast. Um, when you're off doing your things, we hope you can email, contact, whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, uh, stay in touch. And I would love to as well, um, you know, through the, uh, wonders of modern technological advances, no matter where you're at in the world, if we can get a Wi-Fi signal there, we can touch base with you. Absolutely. And so you can keep us informed and up to date in yeah, the process. Love to. Absolutely. Okay. So why don't you go ahead and share a couple, three things that we can be praying with you through this.
2: Sure. So um, locally, we're trying to just kind of find the inroads and the needs of what is needed for our community. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's, Oh, and
0: uh, so, you know, it's a Hernando County, western side of Hernando County in uh, Central Florida.
2: Yeah. So we're just north of Tampa, about 45 minutes, and um, there's a ton of need here. Yeah. Um, God has repositioned us as a body of Christ here in a community that Um, has a great deal of need, a lot of single parents and uh, elderly and all that kind of thing. And so we're just trying to get a handle on what that looks like to actually be the hands and feet of Jesus and to meet the felt needs so that we can extend the love of God to them. So that's uh, that's our local uh, heart here, and that's what we're praying to figure out exactly how to best do that. And then uh, in September, uh, September 2nd through the 9th, I'll be going to Dominican Republic. Um, We're going to be uh, working with some churches there to try to help them uh, get a better handle on what it looks like to be uh, Christ followers post-COVID. And uh, just working with some of them to help encourage them primarily. There's a lot of discouragement going on around the world. And um, so our desire is to encourage them, equip them, and help them kind of get a new perspective on how to approach um, the relational aspect of the faith. Uh, and so that's, uh, that we're excited about that, but that's definitely going to be, uh, an intense week. We're going to a couple of different churches and doing the same program. And then, um, we are, I'm looking towards the spring to hopefully get back into India. I was there two years ago, right before COVID. Uh, we almost got caught in lockdown. And so I'm looking forward to going back and, uh, spending some time there in a post COVID world and see what the mission and ministry looks like there. And then, uh, next summer we'll be heading to Columbia. Um, Next June, most likely, and uh, working with a mission that we worked there before and uh, doing amazing things. Dale Mead has been just leading down there for, I think, 35 years or something like that. Um, But most importantly, implementing the national people. To, uh, to lead their own ministries and equipping them and um, not trying to carry it on as a English ministry, but as a, uh, a local ministry. And so just excited about their approach and how they're uh, living life together down there. And so we're going to go down and encourage, maybe do some work projects and things like that. So okay. those are some of the things that are on the horizon for us.
0: And I'm sure those of you who are listening along with Abigail and I, you're like, "Well, Chad, do something." Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> well, you know,
0: you got, okay, d- please yeah, do something.
2: Well. Yeah, yeah. You know, have a
0: goal, please. Yeah.
2: My goodness, I, uh, Jesus is awesome. Do something. D- yeah, do something. For me, the, personally, my desire is just simply to live life with people. Yeah, and um, and so I'm just asking God for the next batch of people that don't know Him. How yeah. can I best love on them? Who Who's it going to be, and how can I best love on them? So um, that's, awesome. that's that's my personal approach. So, yeah, I, I'd like to get a little bit busier, I guess, maybe. No, <laughs> I mean,
0: you've got plenty on your plate, and we appreciate you. Yeah. And, uh, Abigail, any questions or comments before we get into our prayer time? Well,
1: I want to say this. Uh, the Lord used you to talk to me just mm-hmm. then, and He also used you. Uh, I have been struggling in my heart about a lot of different things, uh, you know, coming to terms with the responsibility that I have as a Christian. I want to share the love of Jesus so bad, mm-hmm. but I've been, I think I've been doing it in some of the wrong ways, getting stuck in my own head, having an agenda before I start a conversation, all of those things. So I, it's amazing to me. I go somewhere and I think that I'm there to help other people and then other people end up helping yeah. me. That's been ha- happening a lot. So, um, when I pray, I definitely want to talk about that and mm-hmm. thank the Lord for that. And so I, Thank you both for everything that you
2: just said. Yeah, I mean the reminder there is that God's the one that does the drawing, right? Yeah. We just happen to be the uh, the mouthpiece or the the hands and feet that He uses to do it, but mm-hmm. it's not our responsibility to win them; it's God's. Yeah. So, yep, yeah.
1: absolutely right.
2: Well,
0: this is. Uh, we're going to wrap it up. We're going to have Abigail, if you don't mind, uh, pray. Yes. And then Chad, if you feel led, don't feel obligated. Sure. But if you feel led, pray. And then um, I'm sure you guys will cover everything. So then I'll just wrap it up. And then we'll do a couple of housekeeping issues as we close out this podcast.
1: Cool. Sounds good. Okay, Abby. All right. Uh, Jesus, thank you so much for this opportunity to come together to talk about you. Lord, um, we are completely safe sitting here having a conversation while we're recording ourselves. It's such an amazing, mind-blowing privilege that we can be bold, that we can just talk about how awesome you are, and we're not in fear for our lives. Um, We're not in fear for our health. Lord, you have truly blessed us, and thank you. Uh, Lord, thank you for your grace. Thank you for Scripture and for revealing that grace to us through it. Mm. Uh, Lord, I don't know what I would do without it. Um, Lord, thank you for prayer. Uh, Jesus, these conversations that we have with you all day, um, it makes life so beautiful. Uh, Lord, I lift all of Chad's future endeavors to you, Lord, that he would walk into whatever doors you want him to walk through. Um, Lord, I ask that you give him boldness and utterance when he needs to speak Mm -hmm. and peace, Lord Jesus, when he needs to be silent and Lord, that you would. Uh, Just help him to do what you want him to do, Lord God, in any given situation. Jesus, thank you uh, that he has been sharing this testimony, uh, all of these wonderful things that you've been doing in his life. Um, Lord, I lift our listeners to you, Lord, however many they are, wherever they are, whoever they are. Jesus, I ask you to supply all of their needs, that you would glorify yourself as you supply these needs for them. Um, And Lord, that you would ultimately draw them close to you in faith so um, they can have the life that we now share with you.
2: Father, I'm humbled um, to be in your presence. Mm-hmm. And uh, I need to be reminded often that I'm never out of it. I just need to stop and look for it. And so I'm just thankful for the time, thankful for my brother and sister who are here to encourage me and uh, for what an encouragement they've been in my life over the years and uh, the opportunity just to share life together and grow in faith together. And I just am uh, asking that you'll make yourself present uh, to each and every one, not only of believers, um, but I know that you make yourself present to, to people that don't know you yet. And you uh, you lovingly pursue us. Uh, you, you chase us down at times, and, and sometimes you put us flat on our face so that we can do nothing but turn around and look up. And so I just pray that you'll help us to understand what it means to to be loved by a mighty God, Uh, that the grace that you've poured out on us is the, the grace that we're called to live by. We are not called to live by the rules and the regulations. We're called to live by the grace that Jesus poured out on us. And now we live through his righteousness, through the power of the Holy Spirit that is abundantly poured into us and help us to never lose track of who you are. And how much you lovingly come after us because you want to be in relationship with us. You want to be in conversation. You want to share life. Uh, I'm reminded of, you know, the idea that you are the, the God that knows everything. You you know what's happening around the world 24-7. And what better friend could I have than one that knows what's taking place all over the world? And you can give me just a little bit of insight into the relationships and myself And each and every aspect of life, you have something to say about. And so I just pray that we'll turn to you and we'll look to you for the answers. Uh, We have a lot of questions, but we don't have a lot of answers, but you have them all. Mm -hmm. And so help us to lean into you. Help us to approach uh, our relationships with loving kindness that reflects Jesus, that reflects the love of God uh, through the power of the Holy Spirit so that lives can be transformed and we can see the the amazing abundant work of the Spirit taking place in our communities, in our households, and throughout the world. Because we know you are active and you are busy. And so help us just to get uh, get behind you and follow your path that you're so quickly and so amazingly blazing on our behalf. So we're just thankful. Again, keep my, f- my family here safe as they travel back. And it is in your son's name. Lord, uh, just... Who else but
0: you, Jesus, would provide a trip for a guy and his sister in an unexpected way to hang out with some strangers and through that process radically transform someone's life Mm -hmm. so now that they have an everlasting hope Mm -hmm. as a co-heir with the creator of the universe, Jesus, you truly are beautiful and you're so wonderfully amazing And your grace is truly amazing. And so, Lord, thank you for this time with Chad. Thank you for his heart. Thank you for all he's doing and the strength, the resources that you provide for him. And, Lord, we pray for future resources, that these other trips would come to fruition. And, Lord, uh, before we end this time, I just want to say thank you so much for the time that Abigail and I have had to meet with some other family members and friends and to hear how they're praying for us and how they're so encouraged about what you're doing in our lives that they are being strengthened as they pray for us to be strengthened. And Jesus, that's what it is to be part of your body, part of your church part of your kingdom as we give and give and so invest and invest in others and attempt to give it all away. You give us so much more in return. It's a constant process of giving and receiving and it's truly amazing. So Lord, we love you. And we thank you for these things and we honor you. Amen. Amen. Uh, if you have questions, comments, want to get in touch with us, especially prayer requests, remember our email address. Chad, you're going to love this. It's praying for you and yours at Gmail. I explain every time the reason why it's so long is email has been around a long time now. Yep, yep. And coming up with a unique email address is getting more and more difficult. I'm just glad I didn't have to throw asterisks and apostrophes. <laughs> and uh, so, but it's just praying for you and yours at gmail so please email us uh, know that we are all in this together. We're mm-hmm. praying for you. Please pray for us. Those of you who've made a commitment to pray for these requests, remember to write them down and, uh, um, please journal if you can. We'll talk more about that in the future. How awesome it is to, to write things down as you pray and put a date beside it and then come back and look at it a few months later. And it just focuses you on all the true miracles mm-hmm. that Jesus is performing. Yeah. Well, God bless you all and thanks for listening.